Welcome to Business Integrity Matters, a show that applies God's word to your work, discussing business basics and encouraging you to live out your faith Monday through Friday. Check out our complete schedule, practical business tools, and much more at businessintegritymatters.com. Now, get ready to build trusted organizations and enduring legacies by applying God's truth to your work with Business Integrity Matters. We are in the process of creating new media. We're in the process of creating new services. We're in the process of creating brand new information. And all of that creation means that something goes right sometimes and something goes right or goes wrong a lot. So uh, if we have a few things that go wrong today, then it is just what it is, and we'll get through it. Um, I'm not sure about the rest of you, but uh, let me give you kind of a heads up on where we're going. I've changed uh, a few things around. We are still going to go era to era, but what we're going to actually do is we're going to we're going to be in lockstep with the roundtable groups that we participate with with the with the businesses. And so every month is going to be a new era. There happen to be 12 eras, and so that works out fine for us. And uh, it just gives us a chance to go a little bit deeper every time we get a chance to get together. And uh, we are going to be bringing on uh, additional guests that not just talk about business operations and how to do things uh, from a practical standpoint for an operational deal, but we're going to be talking to individuals who have lived out their faith at the work, and we're going to find out from them why business integrity matters and how they can encourage the rest of us to just simply walk the walk and talk the talk, just very simple things. And today I want to talk about the patriarch uh, era, uh, and with the patriarch era, I just remember that it's generational. And, and one of the things that's so interesting to me about this particular era is that we, I think we tend to forget that God's promises are generational type promises. And we today, more than often, we see him as this sort of vending machine. We, make, we have a prayer, we hear his word, we hear a direction that he sends us, and then all of a sudden we expect results. And I think that, you know, certainly in, in the role that I'm in, uh, <laughs> in being transplanted, to Western North Carolina, I could tell you that that's not true in my particular life. Uh, when when he has you move and go and do, you're not exactly sure where you're going and what you're doing, but you're you're just trying to be obedient along the way. And uh, you know, if you go back and you look at those patriarchs of the faith, uh, I'm talking about Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, and I mean, well, let's not forget the other the other people in the lineage. Uh, Ishmael is in there, right? And uh, and Esau is in there, and then they finally get over to uh, to Joseph. And in all of that, I don't know whether or not we realize that they're that those guys are just regular guys. They're trying to do their best to hear what God has to say and to follow the rules, but they're as screwed up as the rest of us and trying to take things into their own hands. And I guess the encouragement for, that I would have during the day-to-day as we're, as we're sitting and chatting is just, just to really think about the promises that God has for us to realize that they're generational promises and that what we do today sets the tone for what future generations are going to do with and around us. Uh, I mean, if you think about a little bit, you think about who uh, Abraham was, and you, you you know that he's gone into this brand new territory, and and now he's going to be tested over and over and over again. Uh, and all of those tests, I mean, I, I can't even imagine what it had to have been like to know that God has sent you on, on a path. And, and, I mean, ultimately, he's asked for you to, to test your face so much that you're willing to kill your own son 
to sacrifice your own son. Wow, that's amazing. And so when we, the, the, I look at this as, as a really kind of a neat uplifting kind of idea in that when God tells us to go someplace, he then gives us this opportunity to deliver on that, but we're tested along the way with the little things and with the big things. And we, we're going to gonna unfold all of that over the next four, four weeks. We're going to take this week and we're going to just simply kind of lay the, the foundation for it. And we're going to talk about some of the bigger ideas and the, some of the bigger pieces and things that you can do with your own business, with your own ministry, uh, when you wake up on Monday morning and uh, continue to do those every day of the week that are just super practical, easy ways for us to honor what God has in his word. And before we get into too much of that, what I, I did also want to say that we are headed to the National Religious Broadcasters Association's conference on February 22nd is the Saturday where we would normally air this show. We're actually going to do a remote broadcast from the NRB. Uh, I, I talked to the, uh, the general manager, Pete, who just walked out the door, and we had a conversation about it uh, through text messages, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to kind of pack it all up and take it on the road with us, and for me, that would be the first time I've ever done anything remote, so have all kinds of grace for me, please, because I'm going to get it all screwed up. I'll probably stand in the wind the wrong way. Uh, the backdrop will be some sort of graffiti. I mean, I have no idea what it's really going to look like and how many people are at this conference, but uh, we're going we're gonna to do that on Saturday. I'm going to take a couple hours out of the day and, and go ahead and do that. Uh, but one of the things that is exciting about what's happening is that the show is growing, and it's growing fast. Uh, we're now uh, syndicated in different states, and we are in the process of getting all of their media put together and all of their marketing material put together so that they can start downloading programs. But if you live in Oregon, you live in Arizona, Michigan, Kentucky, Virginia, Tennessee, Georgia, and Florida, those are the states that we're going to start with. And I, I, we're, we're just doing some really fun things here, and God is moving faster than we are. And we're doing everything we possibly can to just just catch up and hold on. Um, and, and I think that for me, that, that really resonates with the patriarch era. Uh, we, we have been called when we're, we're going, but the fog is only lifted about three feet in front of us. Uh, or maybe it's a foot and a half for me and three feet for everybody else. <laughs> we're, you know, in, this, in the studio, we're, we're just sort of acting week by week by week. We don't really know uh, what's going to happen next. Uh, but what we are hoping to do at the NRB is talk to the national broadcasters, not low-power FM, but, but commercial stations, and figure out how we can work with them, how we can partner, and, um, and get together and have this show broadcast on their network. In addition to that, uh, sort of behind the scenes, we're putting together a 12-week Bible study that we're going to put into a small, week, a small group program where we can either launch it in businesses, we can launch it in ministries, or we can launch it in churches. I know there are so many different churches out there. There are businessmen and women who are trying to figure out how to honor God. And the, the closest that we come these days is a stewardship course. And I get it. We need to have the stewardship course, but we also need the leadership piece. We need to understand how to honor God with the planning process. We need to know how to launch teams, and we need to know how to put together all of that stuff. And so uh, we're going to be doing all of that 
and is part of uh, this particular program. And if you want more information, we've just launched a brand new Facebook page. It's facebook.com forward slash business integrity matters. And then we also have a brand new website, and that is businessintegritymatters.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at leading the number four a change. And uh, we're going to just continue to do uh, what we have to do to reach out. Uh, we have a new YouTube channel that will be relaunching uh, the new material that we have here for Business Integrity Matters instead of the old show. And uh, it's just going to be a whole lot of fun. It has been fun already, and we're going to continue to do that. Um, so as we get going through the patriarch era, let me kind of set the tone here a little bit for us all. Um, if you don't know where the patriarch era is in the Bible, it's actually the last 30-some-odd chapters of Genesis. I know that sounds like an awful lot of reading, and it normally is, uh, but I don't, I, I, I don't tend to look at the Bible as this really long book that I've got to just uh, plug and chug all the way through. I, I view it in different pieces that I can... I can absorb, understand, apply, and then move on. I don't know how many times, you know, it's like starting starting a diet. I don't know how many times I've I've actually started the the reading through the Bible in a year exercise, and I just get overwhelmed by about week three because I've got so many other things to do, and the list comes up, and I've got three chapters to read out of the New Testament, three chapters to read out of the Old Testament. I've got some Psalms to read, and I've got some Proverbs, and it just gets overwhelming. And so what I thought we would do here is just sort of take uh, the the patriarch era one piece at a time. I wanted to give you kind of an overview of what that really looks like during the day-to-day and what, what kind of pieces out of that uh, are super important for us as we own businesses and ministries and we're getting ready to launch or, or we're right in the middle of it and we're trying to figure out how to honor God in all of it. And then we're going to take the different generations. We're going to take um, the Isaacs and we're going to take the Jacobs and we're going to take the Josephs and we're going to look at each one of their lives individually and try to figure out what things that we can learn from them that make good sense for us. And in the big grand scheme of things, it's really like uh, another family-owned business or another small business where we have a lot of family dynamic going on, but we also have a call from God and a clear vision of where we're supposed to go, and they clash all the time. And so it's very real for me. Uh, so uh, what we're going to do here is we're going to take a real quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, the real application of this and, and kind of get into the overview of the patriarch era and some places to land. After that segment, we're going to have an interview, and it's going to be a whole lot of fun. So stay tuned. Your station, your voice, your choice. 95.7 WGNW. 95.7 The Choice would like to thank Dry Pros for their generous support. Dry Pros has 27 years of experience in the cleaning, restoration, mold remediation, and waterproofing of homes and businesses just like yours. Whether it's a routine cleaning or restoration from flood damage or mold, the team at Dry Pros has the experience to get it done right the first time. Cleaning all types of floors, windows, fine area rugs, and upholstery, they cover it all. For more information, their number is 828-277-9511. That's 828-277-9511. Or visit them on the web at www.drypros.com. That's www.drypros.com. What is the center of your universe? Has that brought you true satisfaction? 
The center of your universe will determine if you are truly satisfied. Jesus is the center of the universe, the source of all satisfaction. Curious? Explore Centrality, weekly opportunities at 5 p.m. at 12 South French Broad Avenue in the Cornerstone Church Sanctuary. For more info, go to www.centralitychurchashville.org. A grand scheme of things over the next four weeks, talking about the patriarch era. If you just joined us, lots of things have changed, and so uh, we we just are so thankful that you're with us and hanging out uh, as we go through the changes. Uh, I know that change is tough. It's tough for everyone. It's certainly tough if you're sitting in the chair that I'm sitting in, and I know that it's tough if you're sitting in the chair that the engineer, Mike, is sitting in, and so I just appreciate Mike's patience and his ability to go out and do things at the last minute and take care of us. Uh, he's, he's a huge champ here in the in the studio um but uh so here we are in the patriarch era and we you know we kind of kind of walked through a little bit of that lineage but i want to i wanted to just take a moment here and break it up for you a little bit just so that you get an idea of how that happens and and as i do i want you to imagine your own family because i don't know about you but i come from a, a lineage of entrepreneurs i also call, come from a lineage of military leaders i come from a lineage of farmers lots of different things in my own life and every one of their lives have an impact in mine some way or another and and i think that that's what's interesting about it for me and so if you look at it in the the 12th chapter of genesis is where it starts and that's really abraham and abraham has both ishmael and isaac right so he's got two kids uh one not the plan of god and one the plan of god but but God continues to bless both of them. And that's so neat for me to be able to see that even though Abraham screwed up because of his own faith and his own pursuit and God's plan, he continued to bless the mistake. And so many of us, I think, are trying to be perfect. And so many of us look at, at um, a religion as a way for us to behave well so that we can have eternal life. And this is just proof for me that even the patriarchs, even the pillars of the faith made mistakes. And they made huge mistakes. So think about that in your own family. I know that I can think back in my own family, in my own life, in the last 40-some-odd years, I can think about some mistakes I've made that were completely and totally different than God's plan in my life. And God continues to bless me in certain ways and holds me accountable in others and continues to put me in places where he's going to test me. Um, that's very real. And I, I think that we tend to look at a religion as a way of going into a building on Sunday, feeling better, moving out, and then uh, doing our best to behave well Monday through Friday uh, to try to earn something along the way and not recognize that God loves us for who we are, not what we do. Uh, so... That's the first example in there of this father figure, this grandfather figure, this great-grandfather figure as we go through the, the genealogy. And then we get to Isaac. And Isaac, he has – we're going to get to this next week. We're going to talk about uh, Abraham and, and Isaac this next week. But uh, you know, he, this poor kid, he's, he's a teenager, almost a teenager, when he's laying on an altar watching dad try to kill him. 
And I can't even imagine what life must be like to watch your dad exercise that kind of faith yet put you at risk at the same time. And there are probably families out there right now who own businesses, who are getting ready to launch businesses, who are going through that same struggle. Where I hear, I very clearly hear that, yes, it's where God has us going, but by making the choices to go and do, we're sacrificing the house, the car, the friends, the relationships, all of that stuff. And, and God had better provide along the way and it's a very scary place to be. And I get Isaac. Uh, so, you know, we're going we're gonna to talk about Isaac. And then Isaac has two kids of his own. He has Esau and Jacob. And the way he passes down his inheritance to, to Esau and Jacob is countercultural. Not only is it countercultural, but there was some deception in all of it. And, and there, was, there was infighting, and there was a bad relationship between a, a mother and her daughters-in-law. I mean, it was, it's very real life. It's, you know, these stories for me, when I was a kid, it was tough because I always viewed the Old Testament as this old droning history lesson, and I hated it. But the older I get, the more vibrant it becomes and the more real it becomes that we have real people walking through those sort of real things. Uh, it's amazing to me. Uh, so we have, we have Jacob. And we have Esau, and then we have Esau pursuing the approval of his own of his dad because you know, he makes some mistakes along the way, and he's and he is doing his best to get some approval from dad, and he marries someone else to try to get that approval, and it still doesn't work out. The irony in all of that, uh, we may not even talk about it later on, but the irony in all of that is that Esau actually mar the the unfavored son marries the unfavored son's daughter. He he marries Ishmael's daughter, right? And so you have this very strange dynamic that's happening behind the scenes. And if you don't see that as regular family dysfunction junction, I don't know what you see it as, because that's what my life is like. And, um, and, and that's, but that's very real for people who own businesses and go into business, because, because there's so much chatter behind the scenes, about, and it can get us distracted from where we need to go. And then uh, we have Jacob in all of that, uh, Jacob being uh, sort of not, not the picture of a man's man necessarily, but a super obedient guy is willing to honor mom and dad and, in fact, do, do the wrong thing in some places to honor mom and dad and, uh, or honor mom in particular. And in, in honoring mom, uh, he ends up being part of the lineage that gets to Joseph and, and, uh, and his own kids then sell one of his sons into slavery. I mean... This is just, it's chock full of nuts, so to speak. I mean, it's crazy to, to sit and listen to that story and not think, man, had, why would you ever write something like that down? And, I mean, if, if you ever worry about the veracity of the Bible, I mean, look at that kind of story. Who wants to air their dirty laundry like that and, and, and be in the middle of it? So it's just very real. And what does that mean to me, and, and what do you, how do you apply that to work? I know for me, I view this work as an opportunity for us to move away from the business uh, as it being about us and, and move into a position of, of it being about God's plan through us. Rather than God blessing us, he's, he's blessing the, the, or providing the promise through us. And, and being able to participate along the way is an, a fabulous ride. And so 
if we could, when we create businesses or if we're standing on the top of the ladder, get a chance to look around and say, you know what, this really isn't about me. This really is about God's plan through me. And how do I make this multi-generational to be able to bless people who come beyond me or, or come in the next generations? And in doing so, I mean, what an amazing opportunity for us then to build into the people who are in the organization around us so that they might then take those same sets of character traits and understand and grab the vision and go with the vision rather than building their own kingdom in the organization. I mean, that that is a big piece of it for me is to be able to look at it and say, you know what? Yeah, God is a multi-generational God. Our businesses should be multi-generational businesses. We're called to leave an inheritance for our kids. And in leaving an inheritance to our kids, sometimes that means leaving the business to our kids. Sometimes it doesn't. I get that. But if it does mean leaving it to our kids, that also means building into them providing them the good examples, allowing them to see the promises of God. And you see this over and over and over again in all of these generations where they look back to the previous generation and say, you know, this is what dad was trying to do. And I see that God is, has provided some of the promise to dad, but some of the promise has to come through me. And I'm going to do what I can to be obedient to get to the next step. Um, falling on their face sometimes, and I get it. I get that too, because it's, it's just really hard to, to know everything to do and we get in our own way a lot. Uh, but as a family-owned business, as a, as a smaller organization, it may, let's say, let's say a, a grand organization, one that's international, we have tiers in the organization in which we, we create thiefdoms. We create thiefdoms for our own good rather than the good of the, the entire organization. What would happen, just out of curiosity, what would happen if we all said, you know what, this next strategic planning meeting, we're going to bring out the vision statement and we're going to figure out what we have to do in our own organization, eliminating all of the, the roles and responsibilities, but what has to happen in this organization in order for us to fulfill the vision of the, of the company? What would it be? Rather than trying to figure out how to motivate one another through bonuses, how to uh, keep everyone put, to, put together on the same team through a carrot-and-stick approach, what, what, what would it take for people to be able to just sit and listen to what the dream is? Catch the dream and then figure out who's responsible to deliver on their own pieces of the dream and how it is you can continue to stay obedient to the dream. How do you hold each other accountable to the dream? And... And in all of that, where is the grace? Because you're going to make mistakes. I mean, can you imagine what, what, what it must have been like? I, I, I don't know. Abraham says, says hey, you know, we, we need to have this kid, and I'm going to figure out a way to do it without God. And, and, and then, then he has to go to the principal's office afterward. If, if God at the time had said, okay, here's the deal. You made a mistake, and now I've got to figure out how to get you out of the organization and put somebody else in we'd have a completely different story. But that's exactly what happens in businesses these days. You make a big enough mistake that all of a sudden you have to be jettisoned from the organization because it's easier to punish you as an example than it is to sit and work through your mess and, and take the heart that you have for the cause, the heart that you have for the mission, the heart that you have for the vision – and, and direct it in the right way and provide the support you need to build you up. There's a saying uh, that happens around our house, uh, happens around different 
different groups that I'm in, and that is get off my back and get off my t- or get on my team. So I mean, there's a big difference, you know. If you're chasing if you're chasing people around about why they're making mistakes or or the mistakes that they're making, uh, it puts them in a completely different mood, and it makes it hard for them to move forward in their own business, in their own role in the organization. But if you instead got off their back and got on their team and said, Hey, look, I see that there's some gaps. There's some gaps technically, and there's some gap, gaps gaps on the character side, and I'm here to help get you through those gaps. What a what a different environment you would have at the office. What a different environment you would have at a construction site. What a different job idea it would be even in a ministry because ministries do the same thing. We you know we we don't extend the grace to to the people who are in leadership of the, of the organization, and and they don't extend it back to us sometimes. I was just reading some lyrics of a song uh, that was shared with me over this last week, and I can't remember the name of it, but I'll, I'll look it up um, hopefully during a break and get it to you. But it was about a lady who walked into a church who was broken, um, who had been through a bad divorce, who had made some bad decisions, and the minister saw that she was there and then started to say how bad her behavior was and just destroyed her. Why do we do that to one another? And 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 I say that because I see in all of the patriarchs, a mistake along the way. A mistake that in today's day, we'd be taken out to the parking lot and had a blanket party. You know, I mean, they'd, they'd, they'd beat us, and then they would give us our last check, and we would move on, and then we would have to lick our wounds and try to figure out how to... How to uh, uh, bring value on a day on a daily basis. That's hard work. Um, so, if I were to do something on a Monday morning, it would be for me to step away from the organization as it being about me and trying to figure out what God has in it for the entire organization and how I am a piece of that and how multiple generations past me can be part of that too. And how do I then look at those future generations? as opportunities for them to carry on this dream how do i help them along the way what where do i put them how do i coach them how do i train them how do i support them how do i pray for them all of that in order for them to succeed because their success is vital to the vision of the organization and at the end of the day yeah you look great i mean by by equipping people to do that you look great but at the end of the day, it's not about you. It's about the bigger vision and what God would have you do with the organization that you're in. He has gifted you with a company. He has gifted you with a ministry. He has gifted you with a team. Look at those gifts as they are gifts and take take an opportunity and to worship him and say thank you for, for what you have given me. Uh, and with that, we're going to take a real quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have Lynette Rains of, of Rains Reminders. And we're going to just talk a little bit about uh, living out our faith at work and what that really means. So uh, stay tuned. Music you won't hear anywhere else. Not even on Spotify. 95.7 The Choice. Programming at 95.7 The Choice is made possible with the generous support of business partners like Area 22 Guitars. Area 22 Guitars is Western North Carolina's only boutique guitar shop. Whether it's an American-made, all-tube, hand-wired amp like Matchless, Divided by 13, Car, or Fargen, 
or a U.S.-built custom luthier electric guitar brand like Anderson, PWE, Zion, Rowan, or Gatto. Area 22 Guitars specializes in the unique needs of the discerning musician. They carry a full line of boutique effect pedals like Keenly, Exotic, Rockbox, Menatone, and Wampler. And their acoustic guitars include Breedlove, Laravie, Eastman, Bedell, and Crafter. Area 22 Guitars, not your average guitar shop. For more information, go to area22guitars.com or call them at 828-884-2222. That's 828-884-2222. Did you know that sandalwood essential oil is considered by many cultures to be a sacred oil? Sandalwood contains 90% sesquiterpenes, which can cross the blood-brain barrier and carry oxygen to the cellular level, making this a powerful oil to support brain function. 95.7 The Choice would like to thank Jackie McLaughlin for her generous support. For more information about essential oils, visit oil-essentials.com or call Jackie at 828-452-2958. That's 828-452-2958. Where do you turn for Christian concerts and events? Where can you get news from a Christian perspective and encouraging articles written by and about the local Christian community? Turn to the Journey Christian Newspaper. Available in print and online. Visit www.journeychristiannews.com or call 828-676-6535. The Journey Christian Newspaper. Encouraging Christians on their walk with Christ. Welcome back to Business Integrity Matters. And uh, before the break, we were just talking about the sort of practical application, this overarching idea of multi-generational businesses, multi-generational scripture. And I just wanted to, uh, to say that you, you probably heard this promotion of the Journey Christian News, and, and the Journey Christian News just, uh, I don't mean to plug them here, but I just want to say that they're they are in the process of growing, too, into a multi-generational kind of thing. And for me, I got a chance to meet their new partner uh, over the phone, and we're going to do an interview with them and have them on and just talk to them a little bit about what the struggle is that they have. So stay tuned for that. And and uh, welcome back from the break that we had, and Lynette Rains is here. And Lynette Rains is from Rains reminders, excuse me. And I got a chance to meet Lynette um, real quick at a Christian Business Fellowship. And I just want to say that I'm super encouraged by people who are willing to, even though you're mature in your faith, to, to go out into a group of other people and say, you know what, I'm doing the best I can to live Monday through Friday uh, for Christ. And I don't know exactly what that looks like all the time, but hey, look, I brought some friends and let's have some breakfast and, and hang out. So with all that, can you do us a favor and just let us know a little little bit about who you are, what you do, um, and in your business, kind of what your goals are. Okay. Well, thank you for having me, Bradley. It's sure. nice to be here. Um, I'm a local girl. I grew up um, in Mills River, North Carolina, and we've had, you were talking about generational businesses, and uh, I've been a part of that in the past. Um, I'm married to my husband, Alan, have mm -hmm. two sons, Robert and Jeffrey. Um, and I am an independent consultant, um, so I meet primarily with women, um, and so that dovetails very well into what God has um, in my church activities. Um, I'm the women's ministry director at First Baptist Church in Hendersonville, 
And um, so, you know, God just tends to weave things together. That's great. When I remember when you and I were talking, well, the, the multi-generational thing, I, I think, is uh, farming or dairy yes. or something similar, yes. right? Yes, I grew up on a dairy farm, and That's a so few neat. years ago we had a cheese and yogurt production facility, and um, so I had the, the dream of a lifetime to work with my brothers. Um, they had worked in the business, really, ever since they got out of high school and college, so... Um, I got to take part in that for a, a few years. Good. And then you have this business, uh, you call your business Rain's Reminders, right? That's my team's name, that's yes. Te- that's your team's name. And can you tell me a little bit, I, I was somewhat fascinated by this sort of backstory to the name. He Let us know why, why you called it that. Well, um, in my business, um, whenever we intend to grow and, and build our business, uh, we're encouraged to come up with a team name. And it's... The t- the name that God put in front of me uh, is tied to the song by Jason Gray, Remind Me of Who You Are, or Who I Am. And it's all about reminding us oh. about um, God's love and who we are in Christ, not who we are on our own, that it's all through Christ. Um, and that is my goal and my passion through my team is to remind women, believers, of who they are in Christ and if they don't know Christ, hopefully they'll get to know him and be introduced to him. You know, that's so neat for me because um, in the, in the um, business that you're in, the health and beauty business that you're in, it's very easy for us to get caught up in uh, someone else's approval. How, right. how we look for someone else, putting on a facade, uh, trying to get um, the accolades of men, right? I mean, right. it's very simple to do that. Mm-hmm. And and heck, I know because I've been there before. I'm, I haven't used the beauty products, um, and I and I know we'll I know I know, I know other I know other people who uh, who, who we've had in, in, at our breakfast meeting who have an awful lot of the beauty products. Um, uh, those are funny stories, and we get a chance yes. to, to tell those. But uh, for me, uh, I, I see what you're doing as a complete deviation from the world. And that the world would say, sit in this chair, I want to make you pretty because uh, the guy down the street needs to approve of you, the lady down the street needs to to envy you, and uh, you need to be able to look into the mirror and see you as uh, as an idol. As your own as your own idol, rather than being able to see you through Christ's eyes, and that's fascinating to me. Um, well, you know, in the end, that really doesn't give us any kind of um, success. It doesn't give us true success, and it doesn't give us contentment. And um, we we are bringing out people's best, their God-given best, and. You know, one of the benefits is I get to spend one-on-one time with people, and I get to know people. And, you know, people are always willing to share whenever they feel comfortable. And whenever they feel comfortable, they're open to hearing um, what I see that's good in them. Um, you know, they're God-given assets and qualities. And that's, that's whenever I feel the most successful in my business. That's great. Yeah. That's great. If um, if you had, to, in your own words, to say why you think that be- business integrity matters, what would it be? Because we have to go home and live with ourselves. 
<laughs> That's a great answer. I love that. And 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 some and some people don't have any problem not not being able to do that. I mean, they they lose sleep at night, or maybe they don't even lose sleep. They're just not wired that way. Uh, how how do you think? Does it help you build your team at all by having integrity personally? Well, because I think customers as well as team members are attracted to people who are true to their word, who do what they say they're going to do. And yes, we all stumble and we let the ball, you know. Oh, come on, that's something. never happened. Oh, occasionally, but you know, we make up for it. But um, you, um, you know, in the end, that's you're going to do your best, and it's not about me and what I get, um, because that's just sort of you know, a hamster on a wheel. You're just always chasing, oh, you know, what am I supposed to do next? What am I supposed to do next? But if I'm just starting every day in the Word and listening to the Lord and knowing that He's already in me and that He is, it's all about Him and what He's already done for us, then I'm much more, I'm much more content, I'm happier, and that that really... I think is is seen by other people, and it's attracted. Uh, it's attractive to other people. That's great. If if there are people out there who do have a heart for the Lord, and they just haven't figured out how to live it out mm-hmm. on a day to day basis at work, right? It's pretty easy to, on Sunday morning to walk into a church and and have other people around you who are singing songs, and and heck, if you're like me, you can't sing, and so you sort of bury yourself in the rest of everybody else's vocals, and it's a beautiful thing, uh, but you can participate in that kind of community without a whole lot of vulnerability. There's not a whole lot of risk to it, right? right? But if you if you want to kind of go beyond that and Monday morning say, "Hey, look, you know, this is just who I am and this is what I this is what I believe." What does that really look like? How do you do that? Well, you start with if if someone is a believer in Christ already, you're gold because they are righteous in him. And you you just affirm what he has already provided for them and that he has a plan for them and that it's a unique plan. And when people are confident in their value, then they build on that, but they also are confident to build on the the areas that they're weaker in. Sure. You said something, if they're confident in their value. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting to me because... Not everybody understands their value. Exactly. And exactly. and to be able to to be able to sit face to face with someone and even if even if they don't have a relationship with Christ, to be able to see them differently and mm-hmm. to change their own paradigm that they're getting their value from something different than than what they should be. Um it's it's almost an aha moment for people sometimes. Yeah. Uh, have you ever had some of those aha moments where somebody just look, looked at you and said, you know what, wow, I never thought of it that way? Well, I've had several aha moments in the last few years, um, and, and, it, and it really has nothing to do with me. It has to do with what Christ has done for me. Sure. Um, but And it also has to do with people who believe in me, and they can point out that, yes, you know, even though you, you know, I see where I've messed up maybe, but they see, but you've done this and this and this, and and that may be related to what I'm actually doing. It still gives me confidence. Um, but but the more, 
the more value is really the deeper value of who we are in Christ. That's great. So. Have you have you? Um, I was having a conversation with someone about a little bit about your story, and um, I wanted I wanted to just sort of I want to ask the same question that they asked of me. How is it that you build a team? And still not discriminate from from believers or not believers. Mm-hmm. How do you build a team and then end up with a team that part of them show up to a breakfast of other Christians? I mean, I was really encouraged by that. But but there's this kind of funny fine line you end up playing to say, hey, you know what? You have a set of core values that are consistent with mine. I want you on my team. I want you to participate with me. But you also want to be able to touch the people who don't know Christ. And you mm-hmm. don't want to ha- you don't want to appear that you're discriminatory in any of that. Sure. And and I know that you don't. Um but I just was trying to understand, I mean, practically, what is how do you do that? Well, we accept people as who they are, but we're also upfront about the values that most of the people on the team represent. Um I mean, you know, you're just transparent. And if people want to be a part of that, they're welcome. If they don't, then that's their choice, and we love them anyway. I think the transparency piece is is really, um, you're on to something that's amazing, but it's also very difficult. Yes. We, 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 live, we live lives of... of um, our own sets of temptations, our own sins, mm-hmm. our own mistakes that we've made in the past. And to be really transparent and to be vulnerable is hard for people. Yes. Um, what, one of the things that I think is true, and I'm, I'm going to say this because I don't want you to have to say it for yourself, but <laughs> because it would come off weird, because you're so supportive, because you are um, so tender in who you are, I think that it probably gives people an opportunity to be vulnerable around you, and they wouldn't normally. And so I want to say keep doing that because (laughs) it's fascinating to me to watch people interact with you. And if you ask them a very direct question about difficulties that they're having, um, or you bring up some topic in a conversation like we've had at breakfast before, people are willing to jump on the bandwagon with Lynette and say, yeah, no, I get that because I struggle with that too. Um, by by stepping out and being vulnerable yourself and caring for the people you're with, uh, it's fascinating for me to watch, and I appreciate you doing that. Well, thank you. Um, and, and we're going to take a real quick break, and when we come back, we're going to finish up the interview. So stay tuned. Supporting the local community, WGNW 95.7, The Choice. Did God tell you to move to Asheville, but you don't know why? Well, maybe we can help you with that answer. We have named our church after the book of Acts in the Bible. We call it the Acts Church. We as humans have overcomplicated this life here on earth and our understanding of God and the Bible. After all, there are only two things that God has told us to do. We are to love Him and to love each other. Come as you are and meet the love of a lifetime. His name is Jesus Christ. Visit us at ActsChurchAsheville.com. 95.7 The Choice would like to thank Dry Pros for their generous support. Dry Pros has 27 years of experience in the cleaning, restoration, mold remediation, and waterproofing of homes and businesses just like yours. Whether it's a routine cleaning or restoration from flood damage or mold, the team at Dry Pros has the experience to get it done right the first time. Cleaning all types of floors, windows, fine area rugs, and upholstery 
they cover it all. For more information, their number is 828-277-9511. That's 828-277-9511. Or visit them on the web at www.drypros.com. That's www.drypros.com. Welcome back to Business Integrity Matters, and we just got rid of the monitor inside the studio, and that was awesome. Thank you very much for doing that. That was uh, bothering me anyway. Make it go away. <laughs> oh, you know what? It, it, one of these days, I think we should, we should all do somewhat of a documentary, and we should put the camera on the other side and just get a chance to see what actually happens at a, at a, in a studio like this. Because there, if you don't have a sense of humor, you don't belong here. That's all. <laughs> That's all. That's the way. It, that's the way it works, right? And so uh, during the break, it's just kind of funny to me how how God's provision is always that 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 He gets people connected in in ways that are unique. And uh, every time we sit down with someone new, we find this funny nuance that that God has led people together. And so uh, if if you are living your life and and you're like me, turn around and go, well, you can't make this stuff up. Uh, you know, Pete says that stuff all the time. It's amazing to me to watch how all that stuff gets wired together. And as we as as we cover this last segment, I actually want to talk a little bit about what life looks like. I'm not a, I'm not a woman in business, but what life looks like. Please imagine I'm not a woman in business. Um, I imagine all the time, and it works. Uh, so what I just want to say is, uh, you know, or what I want to ask is, you know, there's some struggles that you might have that maybe I don't appreciate or understand, um, or there are other women out there who are trying to figure out, how to to be bold enough to go into business for yourself. It's not an easy thing for anybody. And for some reason or another, society has uh, put a lot of pressure on women to do it either better or different than the rest of us, to, to more than prove themselves. And uh, and it causes a lot of grief sometimes and a lot of frustration. So uh, I just wanted to find out what, what does that look like for you? And if there were other women who are listening now, what would you say to encourage them to do what you're doing? I think most women just need the courage um, and someone else to be confident in them to step out. If they're feeling led to do something, uh, it's not always as difficult as it seems, and there's a lot of options and opportunities. Um, One thing I do see is that women are having success, Mm -hmm. and that still needs to be balanced with their family which is what we emphasize, you know, putting God first, family second, and career third. And when women have success, that's great. And if, you know, you really can't do that without support at home, and that's great too. But it always needs to be balanced. And I would just caution women to do their best in business, but yet at home it still needs to be that submissive relationship. And sometimes that's hard to balance when you know you're out there building a business of your own and you're feeling those successes yeah but when you come home you know sort of switching roles a little bit if so. you had to give a a woman who is trying to is struggling with that balance right now if you had to give her one bit of advice to say you know what i get it I've been there, done that, got the T-shirt, and the best way that I found is successful to get some more of that balance. What would it be? Well, I think it's just just having confidence in 
again, I know I sound like a broken record, but who we are in Christ. And you don't need accolades from outside sources. So just do do what's set in front of you and and be content with that. So then would you coach women on the goal-setting portion of it to be more uh, maybe – conservative or more realistic in the anticipated income that they might have or the number of appointments they have to take or those kinds of things? Would you would you sit and talk to them and say, hey, look, that looks really ambitious, but in order to reach that, you're going to have to sacrifice some of these others. Maybe we should think about that. Well, actually, I think whenever we use our time wisely, we can do more than we think we can. Okay. So probably the goals, they may not be, you know, outside of realistic goals. Okay. Uh, you can still have big goals, and God blesses you whenever you keep your priorities in order. Mm-hmm. So it, he almost multiplies your time. So I guess I'm saying when you keep the priorities in order, then it all works together. So it, it somewhat sorts itself out, right? It does. Because, because you have in the back of your mind, in order for me to be in this role and do well, and have godly behavior in in each of the pieces in my life, I can only take on so much. And and in taking on so much, I have to be content with the results, or not necessarily the results, but uh, I have to be content with that set of goals. Well, yes, and be with who you're with. If you have family time set aside, then be with your family. If you have work work time set aside, which you have to to accomplish your goals, then focus on that and, you know, block out your time appropriately and be with who you're with. And that's hard. And, you know, that is that is a challenge because we're pulled here and there. But when you do that, I've seen God really bless it. You know, it's interesting you should say that because that same concept has come up now, I think, twice in the last week. I was meeting with a group earlier this week, and we were talking about a book that I read years and years and years ago called The Power of Full Engagement. It's not necessarily a Christian-based book, but it, there's a lot to be said about the energy that we have. We, you know, we, we talk about managing time all the time, but managing energy is even harder to do. It is. And, and we only have so much of it. And if, if we're fully engaged in the activities at the moment, we get a chance to leverage the energy that we have instead of sort of sprinkle a little here and a little there and a little there and not be real effective. Yes. So that's neat. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that you said that. Um, if, if there were other people who are trying to figure out how to get a hold of you and try to understand how to get connected to you, how would they do that? Um, the easiest way is usually through email okay. um, or my website. What's um, your email address? It's lynettereigns at bellsouth.net. With two N's and two T's, Yes. right? Yes. I, I, I have to say that because I know Lynette's with one N and one T and <laughs> vice versa. So two N's and two T's. And um, spell your last name. R-A-I-N-E-S. Okay. Thank you. Um, and uh, what one of the things that we're going to do here is we're going to continue to uh, have a conversation after after we're done with the interview. And I am just really encouraged by you being able to just sit here and share your story. Uh, there are people out there who are struggling 
with trying to figure out how to do the balance, how to live out their faith at work, how to uh, take what they learned on Sunday and implement it on Monday. And uh, thanks for providing them the extra courage that they might need. And I know that if they do reach out to get a hold of you, you're going to be one of those kinds of people who just sit and listen. <laughs> and, and that's fantastic. I mean, what a great skill. Uh, so if you if you don't know who Lynette is, get online and send her an email and get connected with her. And I just thank you for being here and participating in the interview. Well, thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. And as we get to the end of the show, you know, we were talking about this multi-generational thing. And uh, you get a chance to uh, join us next week and talk about what generation to generation to generation looks like, how we pass leadership down the line, what things we display as examples for other future generations to be able to see and say, you know what, I now understand not just the vision of the organization but the heart of the leaders. And and I feel like my own respect for who they are in the organization, in my own lineage, and however that looks, to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to be here and I'm going to be committed to get done uh, the work that started with someone else. And um, you know, we, we, I think oftentimes we get bogged down with what we have to start on our own and how we have to make our own path. And sometimes uh, starting on our own is simply picking up the torch from someone else and, and running the next next leg. And, uh, you know, the Olympics are coming up and we'll get a chance to see that. Nobody could run it the entire length and everyone in that chain has a responsibility. And so they're going to go ahead and, and be able to do that. Um, we, uh, again, I was going to say that we can be uh, connected with online at businessintegritymatters.com. We do a Facebook page at, at uh, facebook.com forward slash businessintegritymatters. We are, we do have an online community, a forum that people can ask questions. We're going to do what we can here in the future as the show gets syndicated to provide you an easy way for you to tell us where it is you're hearing the show. So uh, one of the things that we want to be able to do is go back out to the remote stations and say, hey, look, you know what? We had 15,000 people call us and tell us that they were listening to it on this particular call station or call letters and, uh, and be able to. Uh, join together as a community to be able to change the dynamic in business, uh, change the world view from uh, chasing after the stuff, chasing after the, the possessions and the position, uh, and, and just really looking at what God's plan is for us in our business for the season we're in. Uh, and sometimes we're in lots of different seasons in the same year, it seems. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit, maybe a little bit about that a little later. Uh, but, uh, you know, seasonal things, generational things, it all doesn't have to happen right now. Patience is a very difficult thing for me to understand, and I never want to pray for it because uh, God will continue to test me in it, and he'll teach it to me the, raw, the rough way. You know, when I was a kid, uh, we, we, always, we always used to look to, to mom and dad during discipline, and they would say, well, you could do it the easy way or the hard way. <laughs> and man, I was the easy way kind of kid. I, I, I watched the hard way go down the wrong way before, and I didn't want to ever do that uh, you know the, the the tough way, and so uh, when when I have people pray for me, I, that's the same thing that happens with me. Is I really want to be able to figure out the easy way, not the hard way. And if God continues to have to drag me through. Uh, the difficult stuff for me to relearn the same lesson over and over again. Uh, man, I just don't want to be that dull. 
Um, I mean, I, I, I can be hard, a hard headed kind of guy, but man, I just don't want to be beat up anymore. Uh, and, and, uh, and with that, I, I'm excited about this chance to be able to take this show, grow it into something completely, uh, not completely different, but take where we were and go up. A, a notch or two or three and significantly improve the quality of the content uh, and be able to touch more lives in a way that we just feel like we're led to do and um, and having people on like like Lynette and, and others that's all part of it one of the things that I have learned and I'll share this with you in my sense of, of transparency is before um, you know I've 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 come at this show a couple different ways before it was hey look let's let's try business 101 and then let's point to where it is biblically and say that's why it works and and that's about sort of backwards um, it's really backwards and when you get a two by four over the forehead from the Holy Spirit it's really backwards and I can tell you I've been there and I got the lump to show it um, in addition I also I also uh, want to say that in the past, I've always had this real desire to have guests on that could speak directly to the operation of a business and and show us unique ways to solve problems. And what I've realized along the way is that it's the living out the faith piece. It's the real life Monday through Friday stuff that that really resonates with folks because we all struggle somehow or another. And work the workplace is this very foreign uh, place that we, we don't talk about our faith very much. We're afraid to. We, we don't want to be putting our employer in a position of any sort of lawsuits. And um, there's a very tender set of a set of rules and, and or what seems to be a very set, tender set of rules and that we continue to pile on. And so I just really want to get into uh, those businesses and I want to be able to have guests on that have lived it out maybe fallen on their face a few times and that's okay and and learn let the rest of us learn from all of that and be encouraged by that and uh, and without you being here i can't fulfill that so i uh, appreciate you being here and, and participating with that uh, we are going to be on uh, middle of the week we're going to rebroadcast and then we are also going to be continuing to develop a youtube channel and materials we are working on our intro video for the nrb and we're going to have a real exciting next weekend we've got some fun uh planned for that and there's sort of a surprise in all of that and i'll let you know as we get a little bit closer but it should be a hoot uh if you need to ask a question i invite you to ask a question uh send it to bradley at businessintegritymatters.com bradley at businessintegritymatters.com and i'll do everything i can to not only um, answer that question but engage with you personally in addition to that one of the things that that's been a neat encouragement over this last week is to have individuals post things on our facebook page about how they have lived out their faith at work and so if you are listening to this program and maybe you just don't want to be on the hot seat in front of a camera uh, in front of a microphone but you really want to be able to share a lesson learned along the way you can post that on Facebook uh, I have a friend in Florida who posted a story about living uh, living her own work life uh, which is in retirement at the moment she they're not earning an income but they are fully engaged in ministry and that ministry happens to be on the golf course at the Mahjong table and all these other places so it was a fun story to see because it's way out of the box and it really I think encourages all of us to say that you know what when we get to retirement it's not really the end of the road. It could be just simply a start of a brand new season to do something else for Christ. And so uh, with all of that, have a great week. May God richly bless you and your business.